Hello everybody and welcome back to Football in a Nutshell. One of the best podcasts of all time, I think it's fair to say. Where you get all your news on updates and our opinions, which I know you take on board and really assess us and as we assess football. So let's get back into it. I think, uh, but today I think every United fan will have been waiting for a podcast like this for maybe the last... 80 years or... Well, not 80 years. The last seven. Seven years or so. We're going to be assessing Manchester United with Bruno and this season overall. Yeah. The thing about... The thing is, Bruno Fernandes and the football they're playing like this... It's probably the best football this season with the restart. Fair to say. They're probably, from a neutral perspective, probably the best team to watch. Um, them and... Of course, Chelsea, of course, are always good to watch when you have zero defending. Mm. Always nice to see that as well, but we're going to be talking about it. United fans, enjoy this one, because it's not going to last for long, but uh, we That's... have to talk about Bruno Fernandes. I think we do. Mm-hmm. Since he's came in, Manchester won a 16-game unbeaten run in all competitions. He's got us to the semi-finals of the Cup. We, I'd say we're in the quarterfinals of the Europa League after a 5-0 win at Lynx or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Now they look poised to uh, probably it's a real get into that United top four. United team. There's a brilliant... You can see that they're happy. You can see a smile back on Tony Martial's face. I have not seen him smile like that since he scored against Liverpool in his first game. Uh, yes, uh, to read off the Bruno Fernandes stats, he's played 769 minutes in the Premier League so far, with 6 goals and 5 assists in there, that's fantastic, they're unbeaten in the league since he came in, and I just remember the, all that talk, it, it was the Tottenham game that really, I was like, okay, this kid is about, he's going to be something special, because when they came in, and there was all this talk about Bruno, Pogba, what's that's going to look like? And then they came on and they just completely turned the game around. I thought it was phenomenal. He, of of course, scored from the penalty spot in that game. Almost won a penalty at the end, but uh, Eric Dyer, or Eric Deer, should I say, didn't uh, concede the penalty. So, um, yeah. I think there's a lot to like about Bruno Fernandes. I think a lot of people weren't sure if he was going to replicate what happened in Liga Nosh and see... If he could do it in the Prem, and he has shown that he can, and he will. Mm. And uh, another thing we need to talk about when it comes to Bruno is what he's done for the players around him. Martial, well, not really Martial, Martial's had a good season, but Mason Greenwood in particular. Yeah. Now he's kind of become the right winger for Manchester United he's, as first choice. He's excelled in his confidence. He can... Even though he has brilliant confidence, he looks better. He looks more focused on getting that. His little, what do you call them? Skip overs in the box. Step overs. Step overs, not skip overs. <laughs> step overs in the box, going past defenders. He's like Robin Van Persie. It's Van Persie esque. Yeah, I have to say, eight goals and one assist in the league in 915 minutes. And from that right wing, I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, there is an argument to be made that he's more a natural number nine. And when you have players like... I'm not sure who will be the striker and who will be the winger of I'd say Martial the, and Rashford. I'd say in the future, Greenwood will turn into the striker. Yeah, but the thing the is... The, my biggest problem with United is, though, 
Rashford, Martial and Greenwood all want to play centrally. Yeah, that's the only thing. And if they're playing as left... And if two of them are playing as the left winger and the right winger, I mean, they're not really going to open up the space, especially with a guy like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who doesn't get up and down like your typical modern-day fullback. He's a lot more old-fashioned in that sense. Well, let's see what the future a defender holds first. and Ole's tactics do with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Ole uh, has this. Because Greenwood, I think, is most likely to develop into a full-on right winger as he's so young. His game hasn't matured as of yet, even though he's playing phenomenally. And I think if they can mould him into that out-and-out right winger for that team, I think he'd have a lot of success there. And just cutting inside rather than what he is trying to play more centrally. And, you know, just occasionally drifting out wide instead of just... Being that natural winger. If, do you understand what I mean there? I can understand totally what you're saying. And I agree. But uh, I think there's another man we need to talk about. A man who's come back. Monsieur Paul Pogba. The man who wanted to leave for the entire season. And now I just don't see him leaving. I think he's going to stay, personally. Because I think he, he can see what you're, what Ole is doing at the club. And he likes it, I think. I think he sees what... The future holds and what they're going to do and how he's going to be involved in it. I think he's happy. I think he is a, if he stays, he's a big future at this club because I'm looking at that team and the way they're playing, if they can carry this form in the next season, they could be, may, they probably wouldn't win the title. But we'll be challenging. But and they'll be at really least, well. they'll be at least, I'd say, within 10, 15 points at the end of the year, that it'll be a lot, lot closer, even if they don't win it. But they could easily challenge, especially with some additions. And then another thing I want to talk about in that attack is Jaden Sancho. Sancho, how will he fit in? How is he going to fit in? Well, obviously on the right wing. And I have a fear... So what does that mean for Mason Greenwood, do you think? I think he may have to... It's going to be more of a fight to get into the team next year. They're bringing in the pressure on all the players. The competition is good in a team. You can always see that. No, it's going to make the team not fall asleep because they know someone's going to always be behind them, looking at them, saying, I want your spot. So you have to perform your best every week, yeah. game in, week out, or you will be gone. The week, the thing about it is, is um, like if when I look at that team and um, I see Jaden Sancho in there, and I just think Mason Greenwood, he's going to be, I suppose, the fifth attacker. So you'll have Bruno on the ten. Uh, probably Martial on the left, Sancho on the right, Rashford up top, if Sancho comes in, and we know they've said they're not going to play over 50 million, which obviously isn't going to do anything, but I don't think Greenwood will just be the, if any of them are injured, any of them suspended, he's just going to be the one to fill in every single time. That 50 million talk is just a negotiation talk. Yeah, similar it's, to Bruno Fernandes. And they did. Paul and Maguire, but then they'll have to pay for Maguire, because they, yeah, they, they had they to bite him. the bullet. They needed wood. him badly. Because you could see Bruno, they wanted 90 million. He's worth 90 million, but we said no. 20 or 30, whatever they said. They ended up uh-huh. getting from a cut price of like... 45, 45, was it? Yeah. And like, that's just, this is negotiation talk. You can you can see it. Yeah, Um. I think the attack is going to take care of itself with or without Sancho. I think Ole, there's still questions about him as a manager, but... Uh, I think he has enough to uh, make it work, especially with the players at disposal. And uh, if um, you, I look at the team, one thing I have to say though is I look at that team from the start of the year, 
Pereira, Lingard, Dan James, all these players getting loads and loads of minutes. And now I look at the team now and it's just like, they're it's gone. a different story. I have a feeling they're going to, I have a feeling Juan Mata's time is gone as well. Oh yeah, he's another one. Because he, I love Juan, don't get me wrong, but his time is up. I think his legs have gone. And for a player like Juan, his game was all about his speed and his flicks and his tricks and all this. And it's just gone. But I think when you're talking about Manchester United now, Nemanja Matic, he has been brilliant since the recent. That was another thing I wanted to talk about. Reborn. Is he going to be your holding midfielder for next year? Is he going to be the one starting week in, week out? Well, or do you need another one? Well, or I definitely Tom, think they need another what does that mean for McTominay? Wait. I think, I don't think McTominay is that midfielder to bring in. He's a bit like Gatra and his ball playing and it. I think he can be that and a Nicky Butt. He's a bit like a Nicky Butt and those sort of players. Probably like a maybe a third midfielder that can come off the bench and. A man you can always count on when count injuries on. and suspensions. And he's a real United man. He has that passion. You could see that when he scored that goal against Man City. And I can see what all is doing after giving Matic a three-year contract. Three years seems like a, a bit think, of a stretch now. I would have given honest. him a two-year contract, but uh, let the man do what he wants to do at Man United. All I think you still need a holding midfielder. I'm not going to lie. I think in DD, they Ndidi. need to go all guns blazing for him. I don't think so either. Um, because I think if they don't get the top four Leicester, which, you know... Looking, do we really expect them to do at this they're stage? They're supposed to play Chelsea and Man United. No, they're not supposed to play Chelsea. Oh, when did they play? Oh, that was they in the cup. It was, two, it was two draws. They got... Um, but uh, I they think if they don't get it... The way they've built that team, I think they're going to have to uh, probably cash in on one of them, whether yeah. it be Chilwell or Ndidi or Madison or whoever. But, uh, yeah. I don't know what the story is going to be for... Um, a man like uh, a man like what, what was Matic. This? Matic, yeah. Uh, because indeed he probably is probably someone that United should have as one of their first targets. Should we talk about the defense, or will we wrap it up there and just talk? Will we wrap well, it up by I talking about they, Henderson and Dea? I'd say they might need a new um, centre back just for an option, and I could see Ole yesterday or when, when was he play for Saturday. At the Bournemouth game where he went up tanking, we need a left ball, uh, left-footed centre-back, keep going. I can, people can interpret how that looks. It looks like he wants to sign him. Mm. It's a similar thing, do you remember, with Ronaldo yeah. and Laurent Blanc years ago? Yeah, a bit like uh, that. A bit of tapping up, I suppose, Jurgen Klopp-esque, but uh, I think the defence is pretty good. Yeah. Luke Shaw, people have their question marks over. I think he's a fine player. Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, all decent footballers. You could see the change in Man United when Lindelof came off against Bournemouth. I think everybody could see that. Mm. It was a bit shaky because Bailly was a bit mm. like a headless chicken at times. <laughs> but I, uh, To put a fine coat on it. <laughs> uh, so I think we can expect bright things from this Manchester United with Ole at the helm with Bruno. And uh, will we wrap it up with the Henderson De Gea bait? I think we should just get rid of De Gea. His time is up. Pull the curtains. Sell him to PSG or go to Guitar China. I th- I agree totally. A younger player who's performing at a better, a better quality this year. He's a goalkeeper for the future. I know ball playing wise is the big uh, question mark. 
but De Gea isn't exactly your stereotypical no. ball-playing goalkeeper either. And I think at a younger age, you're more likely to bring that into his game. Premier League experience as well, and has been probably... Yeah, I mean, you saw it the other day when we released our team of the season. He's uh, our best goalkeeper of the yeah. season. So, I think we'll wrap it up there. All right, That's our phone, take. Guys. That's our take on this Manchester United team. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye.